Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Like we always do about this time. I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what's up? What's up? What's up? Come on in. Come on in. Thought we was gone, but we are right back at you. This is your boy Edo for the Hawksbeat.com. I got a great show for you tonight. Uh, I got my guy, Brad, from Hoop Ball Hawks Podcast uh, from hoopball.com. Uh, runs a dynamic, a dynamic podcast uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, I'm always looking around to see who's doing good things and who's doing stuff for the for the Hawks. And I stumbled on his podcast one day, and I was like, "Yo, this guy gets it. I enjoy his show. I enjoy the pod." And uh, welcome to the show, my guy. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, shout out to all the Hawks beat fans, all the Hawks fans in general, any of the hoop ballers who have trickled on here to the live uh, feed tonight. Um, we have a wonderful show planned. And uh, like I said, E-Dub going to carry it away. I'm just following, you know, I'm following. <laughs> hey, one thing I appreciate about you is you're very similar to me. I do the majority of my podcast by myself. And folks don't understand the the joys and the actual difficulties of doing a single person podcast, be like, oh, I can do that. But like, when you sit and talk for like twenty to thirty minutes by yourself, it is a lot, man. So kudos to you for 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 uh, you know uh, getting that thing going. Uh, congratulations on show number ten. You're in the double digits Thank now, you. man. You're, you. you're a veteran. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like I tweeted out, I told you that we won't stop. We're not going to stop uh, at all. Uh, but it's been a blessing to, you know, to cover this team. Um, I haven't got to cover actually games yet. But just a lot of the excitement narrative surrounding this team. Uh, now that we officially hit the offseason with the bubble over it, you know, it's going to be a great blessing to continue to see what develops here in Atlanta. Yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt, and we're we're gonna we're gonna work with you, man, on on getting you some coverage and to cover some of these games, man. You know that that's that's really what it's all about here in Atlanta, man. And you'll see with uh, a lot of the independent folks that cover the Atlanta Hawks. And shout out to the Atlanta Hawks front office and their PR folks; they do an amazing job. So we're gonna see if we can get you some coverage, but we'll talk about that offline. Um, tell me a little bit about Hoopball.com, man. We we talked a little bit about about it before we got started man tell me tell the folks a little bit about hoopball so hoopball is a, a new growing network uh, we're starting to cover more and more teams and i was blessed as i mentioned to be able to cover the atlanta hawks uh I, I forgot the number off the top of my head. I know we have at least 10 shows where we cover specific team coverage. We have a great show talking about sports betting. We have a box score breakdown and just a whole bunch of little nuggets. If you're into fantasy basketball or you like the real thing, uh, it's the wide spectrum. A lot of you very talented young individuals. So shout out Hoopball Network and for giving me this opportunity and everybody doing great things there. Um, I don't know for my show personally, we try to do shows every Monday uh, at a minimum. And if it's a juicy week we'll do maybe one or two more episodes from there so uh if you like what you hear from me on top of you know getting your news from hawk beat you know switch over you know check <laughs> us out on itunes uh search hoop ball hawks or you can go to hoop-ball.com search the hawks in the team coverage and you can check out uh latest updates from me myself covering the hawks no doubt man and, and the podcast is hoop ball hawks right hoop ball hawks correct hoop ball hawks man i, I enjoy i listen to it on Spotify. I listen to all my podcasts. I'm a, I'm a podcast junkie, man. So uh, I, I run several podcasts in addition to this one myself, but 
Uh, I just enjoy your, your tone, your flow, your, your, everything. You, you do an amazing job. Your energy is good. And I'll just say this, man. Not everyone that has a Hawks po- uh, podcast it has a great podcast. And, and that's no shade to nobody. You know, everyone just has different styles and strengths. But I, I really enjoy your content, man. Keep, keep up the good work. Uh, tell me a little bit about the genesis of the podcast, man, of how, how it felt. Had you ever done podcasting before? Was this your first podcast at all? Or how, how, Tell me about, a little bit about that genesis. So um, I'm currently a master's student, still trying to work on finishing my degree in media studies. And uh, podcasting was something that I just really was interested in. Uh, in my studies, as I saw, it was a growing, emerging media. And uh, just from talking to fans, um, talking about basketball and then doing a little personal podcasting myself. I had a lifestyle music culture podcast that I was working to get off the ground that's shelved right now. But when I put it out to some friends, they were like, yo, man, you got a gift for this. You got a talent. And then, like I said, it, um, my homeboy uh, got on to Hoop Ball Network and he was doing his thing. Shout out David Bracey, D. Brace up in St. Louis. And uh, he uh, helped me get an opportunity uh, with the network and uh, the Hawks were open for coverage, and I don't know why the Hawks w- would be open. I mean, w- come on. I mean, we, we have bright, bright young future here in Atlanta. So I, I took on the opportunity. Um, I'm originally a Pelicans fan, but I've done okay. my due diligence and done my research uh, for this Hawks team, watched a lot of film, uh, read a lot of articles, and still a lot of great podcasts such as yourself. And uh, I'm trying to continue to culminate knowledge, which is one of the reasons I wanted to step here on the Hawks beat to get more institutional knowledge about the franchise the city of Atlanta and what direction, you know, this franchise is going. I have some takes, but I would love to hear someone with a, a, lot, a little bit more tenure than myself uh, <laughs> to, see, to see what you're seeing, to see if we're aligned or if I'm missing something. Hey, man, one thing you'll know about me is I love a a wide variety of opinions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my pastor always said, man, if we all if we all think in the same way, there ain't no need for, for all of us to be in the same room. So, I mean, I love difference of opinions. I love super hot takes, even if I don't agree with them. I mean, I love, I mean, I, I just love the conversation. I love the dialogue, man. So, uh, yeah, man, that's great, man. That's great. Uh, before we get into some Hawks talk, man, we are finally in the off season. I was looking at some of my Facebook memories and last year at this time, we were starting the season. Like, I mean, like last year we were starting the season uh, a few nights ago. Uh, I was in uh, State Farm Arena for the Hawks and the Pelicans preseason game, you know, so I, I was frontline and center catching your boy Zion Williamson and, and that Pelican squad. And it, it's crazy what a difference a year makes. Right? Yeah. Right. So now we're just now shutting down the season. Uh, there, there hasn't been any official word on when the season has started, but you, you gave an excellent, an excellent, take on your podcast i believe the season should start and 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 share with everybody what you think and i think it is a brilliant idea of when now as far as the start date that i came on with the take i'm going to give the uh credit where credit's due jalen rose did put this out on jalen and jacoby first but with the recent news of the mlk jerseys i just thought it would just be a wonderful fit to start the nba season on mlk day with the hawks in the mlk jerseys to obviously commemorate the great late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, have, be on a national audience, you know, use that platform, you know, to continue to continue the narrative that uh, it may die out with the NBA season uh, finally coming to an end, but we can continue the conversation on a very important day here in this country on MLK Day. Uh, but like you said, uh, there's still a lot of uncertainty on when the season will begin. I know there's talks that free agency uh, may start uh, December 1st. And obviously we know the draft is on November 18th. Shout out to Drake, great song. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I would love to see it start on Martin Luther King Day with the MLK jerseys. And I think it would just be a great platform to roll out this, uh, I guess you could say, new look Hawks team with whatever additions they make. Clint Capella's healthy and obviously the familiar faces in Ice Trey, JC, uh, Herder, Hunter, Reddish, and the gang all back to see what improvement they make from last year to this year. Yeah, I mean, I think the the MLK thing is brilliant. And so we'll all be waiting to see um how that how that progresses. Uh give me your thoughts on, on the play on the on the the uh the bubble. It's finally finished with the Lakers getting a chip. Braun gets his fourth. 
Uh, Ring says he wants some damn respect. <laughs> uh, what was your thoughts on just the whole, you know, the whole bubble experience? I know a lot of people had a lot of reservations going into the bubble, and me being a former athlete and obviously uh, being very empathetic and caring about the people, my first and foremost concern was safety for the players, for the coaching staffs, the training staffs, the executives, the people working in a bubble. And I thought that the setup that they had, which a lot of leagues should look towards uh, cough, cough, NFL with the COVID breakouts here and there. Uh, I thought they did a really good logistical job of trying to keep everybody safe, having uh, people, letting people feel secure. I know a lot of media professionals said that they were down there, obviously a hundred plus days working hard, but they never felt unsafe in their conditions. And that is the, that helps, you know, with um, peace of mind, because if you if you're trying to focus on a job, whether you're a media professional yeah. or you're playing in the game or you're coaching, it's hard to think that with that extra element. And uh, so kudos to the NBA, kudos to all the people who worked. I thought that the bubble itself went, went without a hitch. And a lot of people want to put an asterisk next to this championship for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I think that uh, even with the ratings down. I think it was a success, and there's no asterisk next to this championship. I can argue that some of the conditions they had to play in were harder than some of the other conditions. Yeah. Now, there's no travel. There's no home court advantage. That aspect was taken out, but just that pure isolation from your friends, family, society. It's basketball yeah. 24-7. You don't have an escape. I mean, unless you want to call going to the pool or trying to hit the links a little bit, right? <laughs> the, the little nightly walks that Bam out of bio does as an escape, but it's basketball 24-7, and that's why some teams who had the right mindset going into the bubble, like the Miami Heat, I thought everybody who made it to the conference finals had one singular narrative, go, social activism, and win as many games as you can to hopefully put yourselves in a position to win a championship. And other teams didn't make it like that, like the Clippers who are getting hilariously clowned on social media right now. Yeah, that is always the best time of year when a team gets bounced. Whoever they are is the social media jokes. Is they gonna get these jokes off? They gonna get these jokes oh, yeah. off, <laughs> and, and that's the best part of it, man. Like I enjoy. I'm here for the jokes. Is I, I don't really have a team per se. I just kind of root for people. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that if anything, if they do put an asterisk on it, it's because it was tough. I mean, people are like, oh, they didn't travel. Boo hoo! I'll travel every day of the week. I, if it's between that and, and being away from my family, like that right. is like the tough. And uh, I remember one of the, the athletes said that the, the the tough part was if you have a bad game, you have nothing else to do but just sit there and watch social media for the next two or three days yeah. until you get to play again. So like this was extremely tough for them, extremely tough. Kudos to Braun and AD and, and the rest of those guys for getting it done. Kudos to the Miami Heat for, yes. I mean, uh, uh, achieving all odds. I mean, th this was a team to be reckoned with. I mean, we had some great basketball in the bubble, man, from like when Dallas was in there, you know, the run with uh, uh, Booker from Phoenix. Uh, we had some great basketball in the bubble. No sport did it better than the NBA, man. No sport Period. did it better than the NBA. Period. And that's a credit to Adam Silver. Uh, the Players Association and all them. So kudos to all those cuts. If you guys have any questions, it can be whether the Hawks or the NBA, hit me up in the chat uh, at Hawks Beat. Uh, we're streaming live on Twitter. We're, all stream we're also streaming live on our Facebook page. Uh, hit us up in the chat. We're about to go into some Hawks uh, talk uh, because this is indeed a Hawks podcast. So we're going to talk a little Hawks. So finally here in the offseason. So I guess I can start to count for my uh, – <laughs> for my podcast over I, I usually do like a volume and then i just count the episodes each season I'm, i think this is episode like 35 uh for the for the podcast for the season but uh we're officially in the off season and the off season talk is a lot of um free agent talk a lot of draft talk it can be a little bit monotonous but uh before we get into some of the free agents what has been like your favorite free agent rumor uh, linked to the Hawks. I know we've seen a lot of Giannis to Atlanta. We've seen a lot of Oladipo to Atlanta. Jeremy Grant, you know, uh, what, what has been kind of like your favorite kind of like rumor that's been put out there? Now, this was a rumor that I talked about on my show and then the signing um, of uh, assistant GM Landry Fields could make this come to fruition. Not a free agent, but 
DeMar DeRozan connected to the Atlanta Hawks as a secondary ball handler, another score to give the Hawks really a triple threat with Trey Young, a leeching from the three-point arc. You have DeMar DeRozan who could run rampant in a mid-range game. Uh, Collins ever expand, uh, Collins ever expanding his range. And then you have Capella anchoring the paint. Um, I think that it would be a really good um, – Really good opportunity for the Hawks. Uh, we could give up a, tra- a draft pick and maybe uh, give them a player or two, a contract that we want to get rid of for us. And I think that DeMar DeRozan will help improve perimeter defense right away for the Hawks. Uh, like I said, give them another 20-plus point score, uh, which, I mean, as, as much as the Hawks need to get better on the defensive end, you can never have too much scoring on the court, and that takes away some of the pressure on Trey Young and Collins, even though they both have something to prove, which I'll allude to a little bit later. But that's one of the rumors that I heard, and I think that I, th- I think it'll be a really good fit uh, for the Hawks. So I don't know if you follow. Uh, do you follow Antoine Smith of uh, Smitty Sports Machine? He puts out a ton of YouTube videos. Has like ten thousand, thousands of. Uh, 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 YouTube followers, good friend of the show. I had him on a couple of weeks ago. And, and the thing I love about Antoine, he always uh, puts out these like outside the box thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got videos on like Giannis to Atlanta and like, and I love that he thinks that way. Right. I may not always agree with my guy, but I, I love that he always thinks that way. And I mean, the role entertain. Uh, Giannis to enter to, to Atlanta was fun to entertain. Uh, you talked a little bit about Oladipo to Atlanta in your last pod. I thought that was an interesting take. Um, but yeah, man. So I mean, looking at this, looking at this run will be. Uh, you have your core. You have about three guys that are under contract. Uh, the restricted free agent that they'll probably bring back uh, is probably going to be Scal Abissier because yeah. he was in the mini camp, and I imagine that. They don't have him there and just not plan to sign him. So I imagine that they'll apply and re-sign him. But what type of player do you think the Hawks need before we kind of talk a little bit more specific? What kind of ty- what type of player do you think needs to join this team of what they already have? So I have in my notes, uh, the first thing I have is defense, defense, defense. I think that <laughs> defense wins championship. And it's no secret that uh, numbers-wise, we were towards the bottom half of the league in defensive efficiency last year. Uh, I think getting Capella helps, especially it the inside game. I think that him ultimately anchoring the paint will help Collins to be a better defender. And one of the things that you covered uh, with the mini, mini bubble camp for the Hawks is how vocal Clint Capella has been. And I think him being very vocal on the defensive end will help everybody get in better situations. And communication is key. I know I was a former offensive lineman. Uh, you have to work as a unit there with five guys. Communication to get everybody in the right position. The same goes in obviously in a different sport in basketball. So I think you can never have too much defense and particularly a perimeter defender to go alongside of Trey Young. It's no secret his stature is not huge, but he plays huge. Uh, and one mm-hmm. of the things he alluded to is getting better for him personally on for defense is being in the best condition of his life so he can have energy on both sides. But to help with that and maybe not to put all the onus on him, if you can get a two-guard next to him who is a good perimeter defender who can maybe take on the challenge of having guarding the best guard on the other team, uh, I think that can really help the Hawks. Uh, three-point shooting with the three-point shooters they have, you would think that would they would have a higher clip for the three-point arc, but if you look at the numbers, it wasn't as high as we thought. I think it was middle of the road in the NBA. So you can improve from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. So I know that, and we'll talk about specific players. That's why Davis Bertans and the Joe Harrisons have been coming up in free agency because, I mean, they're all they're, – those are three-point shooters. Uh, that's their specialty. That can help this Hawks team. I think a little bit more depth at the wing and forward. Uh, maybe someone with a little bit of more tenure uh, to – go behind or in front, depending on who they are, of a Cam Reddish and a DeAndre Hunter, and um, already alluded to a bigger guard. So those are the needs that I see going forward uh, for the Hawks. And I know that Travis Schlink alluded to that they're going to be more strategic in complementing the roster they currently have with moves, draft picks, and whatnot. So it'll be interesting interesting to see what they do going forward here in this offseason. The angle that I find interesting is – 
we all know that the Hawks have a ton of money. They have a ton of money to take on the contracts. They have a ton of money to spend. I'm wondering what and how much this pandemic affects that, right? Yeah. Because look, man, like these owners lost money. Like yes. Yes. <laughs> they lost money. And so we don't know what next year is going to look like from the fans you know hopefully it's 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 i hope they don't get to a point where there's no fans i hope they allow some fans in the arena i don't think it's going to be like it was like off the bat you know um and i don't have the answers it's just like a point it's going to affect them paying you know like could john collins up this is kind of the the year that you want to extend him so that's going to play a part into uh, how much they offer these free agents, how much they want to spend, because just because they have it, I don't know like how freely they're going to want to spend it. So uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. That, 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 that'll be interesting. Um, we talk yeah. about specific the players. You the hammer. Yeah. 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 I, I 100% agree with that uh, because it's no secret that the free agent class this year isn't necessarily as deep. Especially, mm-hmm. like you said, we need to extend Collins. I've been on record. I know you've been on record saying we should. We need to extend Collins. And next year's free agent class looks a little bit brighter than this one, even though we do have some big names at the top. It's very top-heavy, just like this draft class. So me personally, I would like to, if we can, skate by whatever. They, you know, they set the salary cap. I know that's a conversation they're going to have probably in the next couple weeks. Uh, but just to make that decision so we know what we're playing with this year, what we're trying to hold on to, pay within house, and then set ourselves up for next year. Definitely, definitely. We're, we're in agreement there. Uh, give me a guy that you like. We're talking about free agents. I know you have a list. I have a list. I've done a show on my top five who I think that they should – who they should get. Um, I, I, I echo your sentiments. I think they need a defender. The reason that they brought Clint Capella in there, there's no, there's no secret behind that. Uh, Trey Young and Kevin Herter are not defensive gurus. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> and, you no. know what I'm saying? That's not a knock on them. I mean, that's just what it is. You know, look at yeah. the statistics. They were obviously, they were actually near the bottom of the league in deficient rating and deficient efficiency. But I mean, and Clint Capella is going to come and he's going to help that a little bit, but, um, you know, so, I mean, I think you need defense. I think you need shooting. Uh, you can never, you can never have too many wings on a B on, on a basketball team. So uh, give me a guy, give me a guy you like free agents wise. So this guy is not known as a defender per se. I think he has the intangibles to do it. Similar stature as Victor Oladipo, as we mentioned. Um, but I like Malik Beasley, a 23-year-old native of Atlanta, actually attended St. Francis High School in Alpharetta uh, after being traded okay. from Minnesota this past year to Denver mid – sorry, from Denver to Minnesota midseason. He put up career numbers up in Minnesota who – I mean, let's be honest, they don't have a lot. But he had career highs in points per game at 20.7 <laughs> points per game this past year, averaging five rebounds from the two-guard position. Had a career high in assists, only two, but that can definitely go up. He's no more of a sco- as a scorer, as I said, but he shot a career high from the field at 47% from the field, shot 42.6 from the three-point line, and averaged eight attempts per game from the three-point line. So that, stati- that percentage has some volume to it as well. He's young. Okay. He can grow with his core, obviously close in age, um, as some of the other young Hawks players. Uh, and depending on what his asking price is with, obviously, like you said, with the salary cap issues, I think that the money that they were going to command if the pandemic didn't happen, it's not going to happen for them. So his asking price may be a little bit lower. So it may be somebody that we want to bring in and grow. And hopefully if he can buy in to get it better on a defensive end, he being 6'4", being obviously taller than Trey Young, We'll see how that works out, but he's another capable scorer. He can shoot from the three-point line, continue to stretch the floor, open some lanes up for some of the other players for the Hawks. So that's a free agent I'm going to have my eye on uh, this offseason. One notable guy that is gone from the Hawks and the guy I'm going to miss is Vince Carter. And it's not so much for what he did on the court (laughs) because, you know, Vince was – I mean, he was in locker rooms after game is so – Something that like I will never forget in my life. Like he has the absolute best stories. Uh, he will talk for like twelve to fourteen minutes if you ask him one question. Uh, 
But with the departure of, uh, do you have any veterans on your free agent list that you think would be a good fit for this squad? Now, as far as my personal list for free agents, I don't have any veterans. I know that some of the players uh, from the Hawks have alluded to that, needing someone with eight, nine years of tenure in the league to show them how to be a consummate professional. And I have a, a wonky take that I have had on football Hawks that we can talk about later as far as trades to get that in-house. But as far as free agents, a lot of my free agents are a little bit younger. One has some playoff experience in Davis Bertans, who I mentioned, but only been in the league for years. So not yeah. that threshold of a Vince Carter um, of a you know like a former Hawks player at Kent Bazemore, those people who have been in the league have seen yeah. different organizations. They know how to work, what to put in their body, how to train, uh, how to handle travel. Just those little tips, those little nuances. Uh, like me, you know, obviously talking to you about you know the media game here. Uh, those young players need that as well to cultivate themselves and grow as professionals to gain some more confidence. <laughs> and uh, obviously, that translates more production on the court. Let me throw a name at you. And and I know if you've listened to my show, you've probably heard me talk about his name. DJ, uh, he just had a, a pretty decent season with the Orlando Magic. Were God awful <laughs> for the amount of weight that Trey has to carry. You don't want him having to play 43, 45 minutes a night. You need a veteran guy that's going to come in there and stabilize that second unit. No disrespect to Brandon Godwin, who, who was a guy I'm very high on, a, very, a guy I love. And if if nothing else, you're bringing an Augustine to push Brandon. You know what I'm saying? You can carry three point yes. guards on this squad, but that's an old kind of savvy veteran that's on my list of, of guys who I think that the Hawks can bring in. I, I like that. I like that. You're absolutely right. I know Trey Young is prepared to pay, play a lot of big minutes this year. But if, like you said, if he doesn't have to, we don't want him to. More minutes, more susceptible to injury. We don't want that here, especially as our franchise player. I have a, I have a veteran, not of the status of or the years per se of the DJ Augustine, but I just don't know his asking price. I know Fred Van Fleet is a free agent this year. Uh, he's an NBA champion with Toronto. Great three point shooter. Okay, so Van Vliet. Yes, it's average six and a half assists. Obviously, so so Van Vliet, and I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah, yeah, average of six and a half. Yeah, Van Vliet was like my guy who was like top tier. Like if I could just like, and I know the chances of getting Van Vliet yes. are going to be very tough because he's just that dude. But like, like if we just had like a wishing, like yo, that's the guy I would love to have in Atlanta. I know Toronto's not going to let him go, but uh, and 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 I don't think it'll be advantageous to to pay him what he's probably going to ask and then expect for them to come back and pay John Collins. Right. I don't think the two are going to be able, but I, I, I love the Van Vliet kid, man. I love the Van Vliet kid. <laughs> he's, he's tough. Like I say, he's a champion. Uh, he may not be a great defender, but he's going to give you effort on the defensive end. He averaged, like I said, six and a half assists. And like you said, I imagine Toronto not letting him go with Kyle Lowry getting up there in age. We don't know how much longer he's going to be on that roster. And they probably, if, if I'm the Toronto Raptors, I'm having in-house conversations with Van Fleet now, as you are the point guard for the future for our team, to keep him there and maybe – it, depending on how much longer Lowry is there, you negotiate a shorter deal, and then you take care of him in the long run after Lowry has uh, sunsetted off uh, with his career. But uh, pie in the sky, free agent. I almost didn't bring him up, but I'm glad you. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I, I did, and we have this conversation. I agree. Fred Van Fleet would be wonderful for this Hawks team. This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I've i always just loved his game and his grit. And I think that uh, I think that this Hawks team needs a little bit of nasty, a little bit of grit to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, they haven't really had that since like Damari Carroll, you know what I mean? Yes. He, he was one of my faves, one of my faves to talk to, one of my faves on the court. 
but uh, yeah, man, good guy. Give me another. Give me another free agent name that you got on your list. Another free agent that has been, you know, commonly linked to us. I don't know if this team will let him go as well. Is Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich? He's another interesting free agent. He's a shooter. Uh, another for, shooter. Another shooter from the forward position. Uh, had a great year in Sacramento, but I, going into this free agency year, before obviously. Uh, Vladi uh, was relieved from duties in Sacramento. I thought that this was up high in the sky as well, like a Fred Van Fleet, depending on his asking number. And because I knew that Vladi just loved him, loved him. So it just depends with the new regime in Sacramento. They do love him, but he's a shooter. He can fit. He can play off the ball. He can have the ball in his hands as well and do some playmaking. Now, like I said, I like defense, defense, defense to help this team. Um, Bogdanovich doesn't necessarily help you in that category, but you can't have enough shooters. You can't have enough more capable scorers, people who can dribble, pass, shoot. That's the Warriors formula. That's that small ball formula that helped Miami and the Celtics, the top tier teams in the Eastern Conference, as well as uh, in the Western Conference as well. That's been a, a steady diet in their game in the Western Conference, and we're catching up here in the East. But he's another guy that um, I would love to potentially lure to Atlanta if the price is right and if the Kings are willing yeah. to let him walk. I'm going to give you one more pie in the sky before we move on. One more pie in the sky, uh, free agent. <clears throat> and that is none other than the sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell. Mm. Uh, I know there's, there's slim to none chance that he's coming to Atlanta. Uh, he plays uh, summer league down here in Atlanta in the AEBL uh, basketball tournament, and I see him all the time uh, down here in Atlanta. Him and Paul Millsap, Lou Williams, they all play in that tournament, and that's the best kept secret in Atlanta, man. I, I got to tell you a oh, little yeah. bit more about oh, yeah. that, the AEBL basketball tournament. But uh, he creates Harold on the squad, man. Like, he, I mean, I mean, Lloyd can love. I mean, he has no problem coming <laughs> off the bench see, in, in LA, so. Uh, I don't know, man. That's another pie in the sky uh, uh, wish for me. <laughs> I like Montrez too, um, but you said another guy who has won six man of the year before. Um, I said this hot take on my podcast. I would love for Lou Will to end his career here in Atlanta. Lou Will. <laughs> yes, six men like Lou Will. I would love to have him, Lima Pepper Lou, coming off the bench, add some scoring to the second unit for the Hawks. When a Trey Young is gone, sorry for the phone call. Uh, yeah, with Trey Young off the court, uh, lead that second unit, do some playmaking like he likes to do as well with Montrez Harrell. All good, man. It's all good. That. I can see him doing that with Capella. <laughs> I can see him doing some playmaking with Collins, with Deadman, any of those bigs for the Hawks. So I would love for Lemon Pepper Lou to come on home to Atlanta. Go ahead and uh, Come on home. hopefully, ho- Come hopefully, on Magic home. City. Maybe Magic City gets put on the jersey with the sponsors because of him. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm with it. But either or, either or, either those six men to bring some energy off the bench, I would love to add to this roster, which is desperately needed as well. Listen, we're gonna move on from the free agents, but one thing you will know about me: I am unapologetically. A Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford stand. I will always pull for them dudes to come back to Atlanta. There is very few people that I love more in the NBA than Lou Will and Jamal Crawford. And any talk of them coming back to Atlanta, man, I'm all for it. Even if it, even if the chances are slim to none, man. <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou, Magic City Night. That needs to happen. Right on the journey. Magic City Night, Lemon Pepper Lou, lemon pepper wings, half off, half off all night long. First 10,000 fans get Magic City t shirts. And yes. uh, I don't know, man. They can make uh, Next, I want to ask you about uh, the maturation process about these, uh, these, these Hawks. Um, it's a young team, and, you know, they're obviously still growing. And people don't like Hawks fans. They, they they don't like to talk about deficiencies in their players. You know, <laughs> I don't know how long because I call it like it is, man. Because I look at it from a different eye than they do. I don't I don't have the the bleeding fan perspective. Um, and so I'll talk about Trey's deficiencies and on defense. I'll talk about Cam's de- decision making 
I'll talk about his lack of focus. I mean, I'll talk about these things, and boy, they'll, they'll hop on my my mentions like it was just we here, you dig? So it's like I don't care. Like we could go to battle and disagree, and you know, still be cool. But uh, for for you, what is the next step in Trey Young's maturation as, as he grows to be a a, 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 a better player? Uh, what do you you want to see from him next year that he maybe uh, what you would that you would like to see him develop? So I think he can just continue to develop on the defensive end, uh, continue to be aggressive on that end, maybe get some steals. Uh, it's no secret he likes to get everybody else involved. Uh, but I, with this, with Trey, and it's kind of tied to, you know, the rest of the team as well, I would like to see a little bit more ball movement. He dribbles the ball a lot, which he has to to let people get open off the ball. And hopefully if some other people can work on some ball handling, maturation on their end, some playmaking uh, abilities on their end. I know that John Collins has alluded to. That's one of the pieces of his game he wants to add. But just continue to uh, get people involved. Uh, have the offense evolve because I think that he, where he goes in his game, the rest of the team goes. So hopefully he can, if people can grow around him, he can take more efficient shots, get that three point shooting percentage, even though he shoots a lot of threes uh, per game, uh, 39% shooting, get him over 40%. Uh, I would like to see him in the 50, 40, 90 club if possible. And that only can be made possible if everybody else grows their individual games and just continue to be a leader. Um, that's one of the things that was coming out in the mini campus that he was setting the tone, especially for uh, Brandon Goodwin with seeing his work before and after practice, continue to set the tone. Um, I don't know how the relationship is with him and Lloyd Pierce, but it sounds like his goals and his vision for this team are in line with the organization and the coaching staff. So as long as those teams, those two things can continue to stay in line, the sky is the limit with this team. And I want to throw this in real quick. This is more about the team as well. I know that they, the, the talk is playoffs, playoffs, playoffs for next year, and rightfully so for Lloyd Pierce and, and this franchise as well. That needs to be the focus. But if they're going to make the playoffs next year, you can't go 0-4 against the Bulls. You can't go 0-3 against the Cavs. And obviously these are some records in the shortened season. Uh, I feel like you're better than Detroit. Uh, I know they have a little bit more more people in the front court there, but you can't go one and two against Detroit. I like splitting with Orlando, who was the eight seed, one and two with Washington. We'll see how they come back next year. And I think that we're better than Charlotte. I have really nothing great to say about Charlotte at this point, but you can't go one and two. So hopefully where Trey Young goes and I think you're, <laughs> I, I think you're gonna I think I'm, I'm going to put this out to Hawk fans. We're, this is going to be the best we see Trey Young being hungry and motivated, watching the bubble, not being able to play it. He wants some respect on his name, like LeBron has talked about, and rightfully rightfully so. Like, he deserves respect. But everyone's looking at Luka. Everyone's looking at Jamal Murray because they've seen, seen them in the bubble. And Trey Young's is at home licking his chops. And um, I know that he is going to be working on his game uh, months leading up he to the They announced training camp. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he he he's motivated. So I think that we're gonna see the best of Trey Young. Obviously, barring injury, that's why I knocked on wood right there. But I think that his his hung, hunger is what's gonna help take this Hawks team to the next level. Yeah, and, and I think that the next step for him is game management. How are you managing the game? Uh and man and within that bubble of management, I wanna see leadership from a standpoint of Look, man, if you see one of your players dogging it, get in their face. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if you see John dogging it, if you see Cam dogging it, or them out of place, or they not giving it, get in their face. Like, it has to be – like, it can't just be like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, no, no, like, you have to be that dog. Like, it's got to yeah. be you. It has to be you. You're going to make the money. You're going to take the last shot. You're going to be the guy. But it is. And I mean, not that I want him to be a jerk, but like I want him to have not be afraid of those uncomfortable moments. And like you said, uh, the expectation next year, everybody said it. Lloyd has said it. Uh, Herder, I mean, Trey, everyone said it's playoffs next year. So you can't be going 0 and 4 against the Bulls. You can't yeah. be, I mean, you, you, you got to knock out these teams that aren't necessarily playoff material. So I agree with that. Um, yeah. And can I jump what in do real you quick? Think yeah, can I jump in real yeah. quick? Uh, yeah, you, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you alluded to management for Trey Young, yeah. which um, I should have mentioned in the maturation of his game. Uh, I think last year I want to say the numbers, he averaged three and a half turnovers per game. 
Uh, so game managers is something that he definitely needs to get better at in decision making. But that comes with continued trust, de- continued development around with the players around him and trust with the coaching staff as well with plays and not trying to force things. Uh, he, he's the QB out there. It's no secret. And, you know, sometimes QBs try to force it in the tight windows where they shouldn't pick uh, incompletion fourth down, you know, obviously, you know, you got hey man, Jameis Winston was my quarterback a while ago. So, you know, I know how that goes. <laughs> and now we got him. And, and now we got him in New Orleans. <laughs> hey, and for what it's worth, I love Jameis. I'm always going to love Jameis, man. That dude has the ultimate confidence in himself. And I ain't never yes. going to knock that. <laughs> yes. And, and, and that confidence that Jameis has, Trey Young has that same confidence in his ability, his game, and he, I like I like that he likes to pass the ball and enable his teammates. So hopefully, like you said, through that leadership, maybe taking some of the Jimmy Butler blueprint, maybe not all of it, maybe not all of the media headlines that Jimmy Butler is associated yeah. with, but take some of that dog mentality, like you said, and check your teammates so you know that you know they're all on the same page with you because if everybody's on the same page, team chemistry is up. It's no secret that's what leads to winning winning games day in and day out, and that's what leads to making the playoffs. No doubt, no doubt. Um, let's move to the, to, to the young guys, the young guns, man. A lot of talk was made about Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Cam Reddish is loved in this city uh, immensely, and, <laughs> and I, it didn't take long <laughs> yes. for me to realize that because uh, the first time I said something that wasn't in support of Cam, boy, don't folks joke to my mentions like I was – uh, Pharaoh of Egypt, but uh, <laughs> and, and I like Cam. I, I, I like Cam. I like DeAndre. But you know, like I said, I, I'm not even gonna bite my tongue. You know, I'm gonna always gonna call it like it is. Yeah. Um, they both got better as the year went on, obviously, because you're rookies and it takes a while for you to get it going. Uh, what do you want to see from those two guys, that duo, uh, in year two, where um, they have already said uh, to a man in many camp deandre and and cam have both said that you know now they know what it looks like now they know what a season looks like like uh and so they're they they can better prepare for that what are some things you want to see from our young guns so one time around the sun in the nba uh like you said um that seeing the league seeing what it means to you know play day in and day out Hopefully that leads to more consistency. I want to see more consistency in their game. Uh, they both started coming on really late in the year, as you mentioned. So year two, I want them to see them be more aggressive, improve on their production from their rookie year. Uh, I, I say that DeAndre Hunter definitely was very efficient in his play. He's a very smart basketball player. He likes to make the right decisions. He's that guy that he's going to make that extra pass, that boom, that swing pass because he sees someone with an open jumper and boom, more times than not, he's leading into winning plays on the court. So I want to continue to see that from DeAndre DeAndre Hunter, continue to make the right plays, uh, use his size, uh, be a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end, get to the hole, you know, get to the free throw line and continue to improve your three-point shooting because three-point shooting needs to get better on his team as well. Um, And if he can continue to with the intangibles that he already has on the defensive end, I see him as a OG Ananobi type, like in Toronto, and I can okay. see him working towards that. But that comes with more confidence, more aggressiveness on both sides of the ball, and more consistency. And the same thing with Cam Reddish. It's not a secret that you know he needs to get a little bit bigger uh, so he can be more aggressive as well, put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, get to the free throw line, get his shot in rhythm from the free throw line. And I think that will translate to improving from the three uh, from the three point line, which he shot 33% last year, which he knows he wants to be better at. We know as fans, as people who watch him. So continue to grow in his confidence. I know confidence was an issue at Duke being overshadowed by some stars. And I'm a I'm a Duke supporter. So I, I, I saw him in college. I saw the rating of him coming out of high school and a lot of people, you know, taking shots at him. Hey, that's going to happen as a professional. Just continue to be confident in yourself and your game. Continue to grow because when you're a confident basketball player, you're going to play better. I mean, LeBron James is the most confident basketball player on the court, on the planet, on the planet. And it shows <laughs> in the bubble. It shows year in and year out as he's in year 17, about to be year 18. Good Lord, year 18 in the NBA. Mercy. And still and still playing the way that he is. So confidence breeds aggression. Aggression hopefully breeds to more production. And that's what's ultimately going to help this team. So I just want to see them continue to grow in year two. 
Yeah, I, I definitely want to see them be more aggressive as well. And this kind of piggybacks off of Trey's uh, maturation, which we talked about earlier. I want to see Trey understand that, okay, I've been down the court three times and I haven't got my guys the ball yet. I need to get him the ball. I need to let him know, okay, boom, I'm coming up. I want, hey, this play we running for you, Cam. Like, because Cam have Cam has a tendency just to run up and down the court sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a kind of a rookie thing, you know what I'm saying? Cam mm-hmm. is the type of player you got to sometimes, okay, I'm, I'm coming to you, Cam. And I've heard that from veteran point guards in the NBA say that. They'll be like, uh, Steve Nash has said, I'll know, I, I, I've known sometimes in my head who has not touched the ball. So I know I'll go to them and be like, hey, I'm coming to you this next next time down the court, regardless of what the play yes. is. So I would like to see Trey kind of work that synergy with those two young fans, and I think they'll be fine. Yes. Um, one thing I want to ask you uh, before I got to Lloyd Pierce, uh, just real quick, I haven't done much draft talk because the draft talk can kind of get monotonous and you'll get buried in a bunch of draft profiles from guys that you're not going to – you know, you're not going to draft. I haven't done much coverage on it because it is long and tedious. <laughs> so I'll ask you a general question. What do you think about the Hawks? Uh, do you think they keep the sixth pick? you think they move up? you think they move down? Now, I have uh, repeatedly talked to my program that if they can get value and get a proven contributor right away to help this roster get into the playoffs, and I say that you shot that sixth pick because it's no secret. This is not a deep – Not it's not really a top – it's a top-heavy draft. Uh, but there's some little gems throughout, uh, and I will give you a couple players that if we stay at six that I like. Um, I really like Devin Vassell from Florida State. He's a I six, like seven, the Vassell kid too. Yeah, Atlanta native, six seven shooting guard, two way potential. Uh, he has a seven foot wingspan, which is great intangibles for the defensive side of the ball. Shot forty one percent from three in college in his two years there. High motor, high flyer, handled the ball well, and he can create off the dribble. And he has a knack for hitting consistently from the mid range, but he will continue to prove that. And he is somebody who can jump in passing lanes and block shot pretty well from the two-guard position. So quick hands, long arms, reflexes. I like that. I know Danny Avia has been thrown around, and there's a rumor that he's actually training here in Atlanta to prepare okay. for the draft. Uh, and he's from overseas. Um, I kind of compare him to Adario Saric. Uh, he needs to get better from the three-point line, but he's a playmaker, can push the ball in transition, great passer <clears> from the <throat> 6'9 forward uh, from overseas. And I know that he's can, – be considered as one of the best players to ever come out of Israel. Um, Isaac Okoro from um, Atlanta native as well from from Auburn. His name has been thrown out a lot. But if the Hawks do trade back in the draft with a team like a Sacramento wanting to maybe get rid of Buddy Hield or something, and we happen to get a pick later on in the first round, I really like Aaron Neesmith from Vanderbilt. He's a two-guard. Uh, okay, Aaron, I haven't heard much about him. Easily the best shooter in the draft, uh, in my opinion. Uh, he has the size to be a good defender. He's 6'6 with a 6'10 wingspan. Uh, he shot eight threes a game in college and shot 52% from three at Vanderbilt. Uh, okay. so, he, so he automatically, like, like he's going to be a shooter, automatically improves floor spacing. He can shoot off screens. He can move off the ball great. He's not somebody that you necessarily need to, you can run plays for, but if not, he can get himself open. So those are some players that I have thrown around. Um, Neesmith will definitely be a little bit later in the first round, so if they do trade back, get him. But if they stay at six, I like Devin Vassell. I think he'll for sure be there. Daniel Villa will see. Okoro has been repeatedly there at six in the mock draft so far. Yeah, um, good stuff, man. I'm a fan of Hawks kind of trading down, uh, maybe kind of staying in the top ten but maybe trading down. I think uh, from six to 10, I still think you're, you'll probably get the same grade of player. Um, again, this isn't a deep draft. Travis from day one. I remember when Travis Travis Schlink was introduced to Atlanta. I was at that press conference. And from day one, he was talking about accumulating assets. That's one thing Travis loves to do. Yes. And <laughs> if I know Travis and we know how he wheels and deals on on. On uh, draft night, I think that's that might be the move. I don't know what he plans to get a return. Again, he, he had mentioned already in the offseason that we have money to take on another contract. So that might be another move. So 
Um, yeah. If they if they stay at six, I'm okay with it. If they move down to ten, I'm okay with that as well. Yeah. Um, my my thing is I'm not a GM, so I don't know. So like <laughs> right. I, I always I always say, hey, just trust in Travis. You know what I'm saying? They got to make a T-shirt. Trust in Travis because what he's done with this roster, uh, I, I think he's done a very good job, man. I think he's done a very good job. I I, I definitely agree, and definitely if they shop that pick, uh, I know we didn't talk about trading up. I know there was a scenario that I talked about if we happen to trade up and take on a contract that, you know, Golden State would want to get rid of if they want to make room for a Giannis Antetokounmpo in the future. Uh, this guy has done some uh, – he's been in the Atlanta area uh, during this offseason. Well, bubble season into the offseason. Draymond yeah. Green, he's been out here uh, guest starring on NBA TNT. Uh, he's a proven veteran that has that tenure, has that dog in him, helps him on the defensive end more. Obviously, his offensive production is going down, but he can help enable other players for this Hawks team. And if we can take the two track on, I know it will handicap us maybe for the next the next free agency round. But shoot, if we get the two picks, the number two pick in Draymond Green, you know who we get in that number two. You already know Anthony Edwards. From Georgia. <laughs> you already know. I, I think I think it'd just be a great story. You add Anthony Edwards at the two. You happen to get a Draymond Green, a, a, a leader to help improve on the defensive end, to help them come in and work. And maybe he he enables Trey Young to, like you said, be a little bit more a dog and challenge his teammates the right way because Draymond has learned his hard lessons as well, being that agitator, whether for his own team or for other teams, and maybe he can grow in those skills and translate that on to some of our young players. I love it. I love the perspective, man. I've never thought about it like that. I love the perspective. Uh, as as we conclude, man, I, and I really enjoyed you coming on, man. I really enjoyed you. We definitely got to chop it up again, uh, oh, yeah. whether it's oh, yeah. on my pod or your pod, however – um, I want to get your thoughts on on the man running the show. I want to get your thoughts on Lloyd Pierce. I've gone to bat for Lloyd many a night uh, against Hawks Twitter about, especially in the beginning of the season where things weren't that well, when we had the, the Chandler Parsons and we had the, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the guys, when we had that squad that we started the season with that wasn't very good. And folks were, were blaming these losses on Lloyd. And I, and I would go on Twitter every night and say, what is it that you want this man to do? Who was the player that you want him to put in the game that's not getting put in the game? And I'm like, he's, he's dealing with what he has. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Lloyd Lloyd Pierce fan, but what are, what are your thoughts on the coach, uh, the man uh, that is Lloyd Pierce? So first and foremost, as the leader of the team, as the head coach in the face of the franchise right now, I think he is great for the city of Atlanta. Having a black coach in the midst of, you know, the times that our people are going through right now in this country, being really vocal for social activism and voting in this upcoming election. I think he's great from that standpoint. And as far as basketball, there's still some things that need to be done, but he's saying the right things. And like I said, you can only work with who you have on your roster at a time. And we are in the midst of a rebuild and patience is a lost virtue in this society today. And time is something that unfortunately Lloyd Pierce is not having a luxury of entering his third year with obviously them having the option on his fourth year right now. So it is playoffs or bust right now. But like I said, with the injuries, you know, he needs a little bit more help with front office decision. And I think that he will get that. So that's not a knock on them. Uh, the player turnover they've had, the suspensions, uh, I mentioned injuries as well, and their pieces are maturing. It is it is a rebuild process. They let Brent Brown go through this process in Philadelphia, and once they got to a point he had to produce, let's work ourselves through this process here in Atlanta and see what we have, you know, maybe by the trade, the trade deadline or the end of this year. And I think that they're going to get results. But as I said, it's playoffs or bust. I would like to see Lloyd Pierce get an opportunity. Um, black and black coach, head coaches are far and few between in this league right now. And it seems like it's a dying breed, unfortunately. So I want to hold on to him as long as we can. And hopefully that the front office can come through. These players can continue to develop and grow and come through. And their ultimate goal of reaching the playoffs, which I think, the barring whatever additions they do make here in Atlanta, I think they can be an eight, nine seed. And at the pace that they were going at when they had everybody healthy uh, leading up to the stoppage of play, they were 12 and 15 in that stretch. That was the same record as the Orlando Magic. 
in that same stretch to get to the end of the regular season before the bubble happened. <clears throat> and if they were to continue in that pace the entire year at a 444 w- winning percentage, that would have put them at the ninth seed. Yeah. With the places they have currently on this roster. You add Capello, who I think wins them a couple more games. So I think vying from the eight seed, seven seed, depending on how the rest of the Eastern Conference shakes out, is not a stretch for the Hawks team next year. So I hope that Lloyd Pierce can get it done. We pick up that fourth year option and the sky's the limit once we hit the 2021 free agency and really see um like Zion like to say in New, uh, New Orleans, let's dance. Let's dance. <laughs> I look at it like uh for Coach Pierce. Um, I hope that they that they are patient with him, and patience isn't usually a virtue. But I'm a big fan of, of Travis Schlink. I'm a big fan of the ownership group, and I don't want to get rid of Lloyd Pierce until we realize, until we squeeze everything out of him and realize, look, look, man, either this guy can coach or he can't coach, and I'm a believer that he can coach. Yes. Um, I covered this administ- I covered this team under Mike Budenholzer, who was a great coach. And Lloyd, uh, he, he's young, you know, so the thing about it, people don't understand, you're not going to be the same coach in year two that you are in year three, year three and year five. I hope they at least give him uh, the, the contract length and maybe even more to see exactly what he has and give him a good sample size. So when he walks away or when they decide to move on, we can say, hey, we got all that we can out of him uh, yes. outside the court. There's nothing you can say about Lloyd off the court. Yeah. Uh, everything that he's done, the leadership that he's done, uh, it, it, you you can't see it. But I got a Georgia sticker here because I went down to the dome today to vote, and I'm 41 years old, and that was the best experience I've ever had voting. What the Hawks did uh, with the precinct and turning them into the, it, it was brilliant. Uh, kudos to the hawks and their organization for getting that thing rolling man and uh i wish the best yes. but uh my guy i appreciate you for for chopping it up on the hawks beat with me man we definitely got a link and uh offline i gotta talk to you about some other stuff yes, and help you guys and, and it's been a joy uh, keep doing your thing on the pod and the website, man. And uh, I appreciate you for coming through, man. Any last words? Let the, let the folks know, because this will be an audio. I'm going to do the audio as well. Let the folks know where they can find you on Twitter and website and all that jazz. Once again, Edub, thank you for allowing me to be on here. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm just really excited, you know, for another opportunity to talk basketball because uh, my folks downstairs, uh, it's, it's like talking to a brick wall sometimes about <laughs> basketball. But uh, as far as me, you can follow me on Twitter at Brad Jarrett six seven. That is Brad J A R R E T T six seven on Twitter, and follow us at Hoopball Hawks. That is at Hoop. Ball Hawks on Twitter for the latest episodes and um, engage me on social media. Um, I know my last episode talking about Victor Oladipo, which you alluded to, was inspired by a listener. So give me feedback, get it, give me critique. I, like I said, I'm a former college football player. I am not afraid of being critiqued. I am not afraid of conversation and being challenged because ultimately, when you get challenged, that's when you get better. So once again, thank you all for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed me. As much as you enjoy E Dub, and like I said, he's gonna give me the to- he's gonna give me the tools of the trade, so I can hope to be like him one day. Hey man, that, that's what we do, man. We look out for each other, man. It's a brotherhood, man. It's not a competition, man. Yes, and uh, I just want to thank everyone for checking out the Hawks beat. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The website, the hub, is thehawksbeat.com. Uh, this has been episode 35 of Volume Six. Uh, the Hawks Beat Podcast. We want to thank our guest today, Brother Brad, for joining us. We definitely will get him on the show again. And uh, we will see you guys later on. Peace and love. Bryce. Like we always do about this time. I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.